Yersky Derskies, and we here and we live. And Welcome we to the. Live. Oh my god, who was that? Who is this? Who the fuck is this Yo, nigga? This man's trying to get me caught up. <laughs> Welcome to the Off Space Podcast. It's your host with the motherfucking most true offer. And it's your favorite co host with all the names in retirement as you go offer. And to be fair with y'all, I'm going to start this off by saying it's probably going to be a little bit short of a shorter episode, but I'm not mad at that because of the length of conversation that we had off mic today, because as a lot of y'all know, this shit is very therapeutic. Granted, it's hilarious because <laughs> this nigga said, saw a tweet that said, <laughs> yeah, no, a friend of mine sent me a tweet saying, why do men start podcasts instead of going to therapy? It's just like, look, yeah, shut up, bitch. Ooh. The podcast is going to actually care about my feelings. Okay. I don't think you're a bitch. I'm sorry. I don't think I'm you're joking, a bitch. by the way. I really am joking. But you can tell, bro, I've been frazzled McDazzled as of late. Just because, like everybody else, I've been going through a lot, going through mm-hmm. a ton mentally. I don't want to undermine what I'm going through just because it may be similar to what a lot of people are going through. But I've had a lot of shit kind of sitting on my mind, pressing me lately in regards to just like the world right now and the pandemic, you know, like typical shit people are going through. But just, you know, just getting in a low at a time like this, you can call it seasonal, you can call it whatever you want. Yeah. I call it a young nigga going through life, but um, he actually- Damn bars. Yo, I'm not going to lie. Loki just dropped 16. Feel me. But (laughs) I hate looking at the camera after some shit like that. I feel like I look so crusty. But no, my dog helped me come to a realization earlier, which since y'all are people, this is the pod- um and we are not pressed for time today no like like, we're gonna be talking on how we want to talk for the length of it but and so he made me come to a realization today which is something i realized in like 2016 probably 2017 is i'm somebody that a lot of shit has come to very very easily in life so you'll have to excuse me when i say like i mean when it comes to just like if i want it or if I want to do it, I do it, right? And I do it well most of the time. And so whether it comes to sports, mm-hmm. whether it comes to academic goals, whether it comes to just like interpersonal relationships, whatever. Yeah. And um, I don't know, whenever, when like things that I want like deep, deep down inside though, mm-hmm. a lot of the times I have the worst, the worst imposter syndrome, I guess. Like that was a good way to put it to where I mm-hmm. kind of feel undeserving or kind of feel like because I look up to people in an arena that I shouldn't be able to be regarded the same, I guess, as them, right? Even though you like to do those things anyway, and you feel like you're good enough and proficient at them to where you can't. Like, this nigga has been telling me for a long time, and don't get me wrong, like, I don't, I'm not saying, like, look down below for my SoundCloud link and shit like that, but it's like, he's been telling me for a long time, like, well, hinting at, and then I talked about it today, about the fact that I very, very clearly want to be an artist, maybe i guess but to like whatever extent Mm -hmm. that is and whichever realm that is you know because there's a lot of different ways to be an artist yeah for a second this is some brotherly love this nigga all right you good but like (laughs) like whether it comes to whatever field just because like there are people like a Donald Glover that give me lots of hope in the fact that you don't have to leave life to one thing that people tell you you're good at. You can you can do most of the things you want to do and you can do them well, as we've seen him succeed in writing, acting, rapping, singing, like all of the stuff mm-hmm. he said he's loved. He's gone out and he's done it. And I've been somebody that like I'll talk my shit for a second. Like music is the most important thing in the world to me besides my family. Like if it's not music or it's not my family, like genuinely, like I am not here to be morbid. I'm just being real with y'all. We talked about like the mental health shit. Like I definitely would not have made it to 2020, let alone like a knocking on 2021, right? And because of how important I hold these things, like mm-hmm. using a term like artist isn't isn't something I view lightly. You know, like that shit holds weight for me. That shit is heavy. And so when I think about artists, I think about all the people that effectively have saved my life. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's weird to like in my own way, I guess, because he's not the first person like he's the he's one of the he's the opinion that most has mattered to me saying that to me so far but he's not the first person that has looked me in the eyes and said some shit like that whether it be like ex-girlfriends that i've seen like the kindred artist or like Mm -hmm. whatever kind of bullshit like caricature that i fit into or whether it's be friends whatever and it's just like it's never been something i've wanted to like categorize myself as because of the fact that 
oh, you're the math and science guy. You always got good grades in this. Like you should always do this in your life and you need to always do the office. You need to always do this. And so I've always kind of viewed it like that's where life is supposed to take me. And I've kind of changed myself and molded myself in that way when I feel like I'm with lovers or I'm with people that desire to view that chuka. Because in a different world, like all of the little, and I will one day tell the chuka life story, which me and my mom like still laugh about and me and my siblings still laugh about, but it's like all of the people that had like Ivy League dreams for me or like had fucking like engineering or surgeon, like that kind of stuff. In a different universe, Chuka is the biggest playboy, 26 year old, like multimillionaire, Porsche driving, like Ivy League graduate doctor somewhere, truly. Mm -hmm. Like I know that was something that was in my like mental capacity for sure. It's just not what I ever actually desired or yeah. wanted, right? And it was hard to like know that's not what I wanted, know that was kind of what's expected of me. Mm -hmm. And so it's just been, Oh, damn near 27 because of it's a month to my birthday shout out to capricorns we to go it's no pun intended but it's like it's been damn near 27 years of running away from that reality mm -hmm. right and just like the more i keep running the deeper i get into this mental pit and this talk today with my brother kind of definitely helped me out i mean obviously i'm going to still wane in and out and have my highs and lows but not to dwell too much on me man like i feel like without getting off though what you're talking about it's important you know and it's important that people know these kind of things because other people are going to be feeling them too. And so I'll say something I was even talking to you about that, you know, moment of vulnerability. It's like, I am usually viewed as that happy-go-lucky guy who's usually, if he ever is gets sad or ever gets mad or whatever, pops out of that shit instantly. Because I'll just tell myself it's time to be happy. And it's not like me faking it. I'll really just be no, like, he's really a happy ass nigga. I'll be good. Like, I'll just tell my, find a way to become good for myself. So, but there were things that even haunted me, right? And I feel like one of my biggest issues, you know, there's a few, but one of my biggest things was I was just chased by regret and chased by things that you couldn't control because as life goes on, there's things that you could have done or wanted to do that you will never have the opportunity to do again. And that's mostly because, again, you're not that age, you're not in that place, you're not, your body's different, whatever. And so for me, I'm somebody who you all can probably tell from the podcast and like us towards the end of it loves basketball to such a high regard. And I was always playing it as a kid, always. And I loved it so much. However, I never let myself try out for like the top, the best teams or try out for this, try out yeah, for that. or anything like that. Because, and I forced myself to get good at other things that I know I still wasn't as good at as basketball, but try and take those to that length because those weren't as scary because my heart wasn't as much there. So disappointment never came as bad, you know? And after a while realizing I'm not in the age where I could play like AU anymore. I'm not in the age where I could play high school basketball. I'm not in the age where even college basketball is a thing because my ass is trying to get out of college this right now, like this year. <laughs> so, I mean realizing that those things aren't possible anymore i told myself that i refuse to ever live life in a way that i'm going to have that same level of regret that came from me not being able to chase my passions the things i wanted to do at the time that i could do them knowing how much that weighed on me and that's just me being real with myself and not wanting to ever feel that pain again you know mm -hmm. and so that was kind of what i was trying to tell him knowing that you recognize consciously that you're in that moment and just talking from somebody who's been there with something else you don't ever want to feel that pain after that moment's gone. And these are the kind of things that you need to do while you're young, especially. That's just the way, that, unfortunately, that these are because you know, a certain factor that comes along with being in the realm of the youth relating to you comes from you being a youth. Or I know older people can do it, but it's more prevalent within like the younger community. And so that was important. And I'm hoping that other people out there in the same position don't feel like, you know, can feel like they will are able to set aside their anxiety, their fear, and whatever is stopping them from being the best versions of themselves, the most fulfilled, the happiest, and chasing whatever dream that is. Even if you don't succeed, chasing that to whatever extent you can succeed, and chasing that as passionately as you can, because fuck it, like, who knows? I might not have been able to play college basketball, but I might have tried, you know? And that would have been the most important thing for me because even right now I see it with lame things like TFT or video gaming and streaming. You know, I set out goals for myself and like on a tip, it's like, you know, I don't want to be at the point where I don't play these games enough to care, but play these games wondering like, hey, could I have been like the top percent? And now I do. And like, I am in the top percent of these things and I am good at the things I want to do. Like even past that with our podcast and this, that and the third. So taking that. But yeah, man, besides that, like 
anything else in life from your week or like how you've been feeling or um i mean to be fair that's that's really like a good summation of everything because like to be quite honest with you like and everybody else when it comes to like us and this medium it's like <laughs> i don't know like i've just going down like what we've spoken about i guess i've written my whole life i've written written poetry my whole life i've written songs my whole life but like writing songs it's funny i've always written songs and it's always been like for somebody else like mm -hmm. i've gotten into the mind of like niche singers or just like rappers like whatever that i find interest in or that i'm <laughs> inspired by and think that i could make something cute or something cool or something like swag or something mm -hmm. like you know talking shit whatever and like get that shit off in their voice because it's easier to think about something in somebody else's voice than it is to think about it in your voice right like especially your own thoughts be scary you, as fuck your bro. thoughts be scary as a motherfucker but it's funny because like every single time we're like with friends or like we're just chilling and then you know how dudes get sometimes they'll get drunk or get high and just like want to freestyle want to do whatever and then like you know you're shy about the things you care about so like i never really want to well i used to not really want to step up to the plate and then they'll get me to step up to the play and these niggas will think i'm hustling like i'm trying to like you know what i'm saying like win some money on some fucking um dave Chappelle shit with the, <laughs> the yeah, three cars like all of the shit, people yeah. being together they're like this nigga acting so scared to rap and then he starts rapping and he's good at rapping like it's always the same reaction from everybody but i don't know man we'll have to see where the future goes i still don't know if i'm about to become like a rapper or anything like that but just seeing like whatever median like i end up medium sorry i end up expressing and like letting loose that art like we'll find that one day and i'll be happy to dive into it but and i want to say as you're getting on that this is actually almost important for me to point out now just to show some gratitude it's everybody who watches this podcast listens to this podcast and digests it in any form that t that supports us and what we're doing being able to chase whatever dreams that we have for ourselves making that possible because a lot of these things are impossible as you grow older and responsibilities start to take you know i guess kind of charge your life and you can't dedicate as much yourself and as much your time to things that don't necessarily make you as comfortable and have the most ability but by so much support pouring in it's making that kind of a lifestyle possible for your boys here to be able to do what we want to and so I pre genuinely appreciate everyone that listens and has continued to show support for the off space. Of course, absolutely. We love y'all always and happy that y'all are happy to hear us just talk, you mm -hmm. know, and just hear the people we bring on just talk. Before we get Once into again, that, shouts out to my nigga Mook for last week's episode. Mm. If y'all didn't listen to that or watch that, that was one of my favorite episodes that we've ever done just because of the conversation we had with him. And he's going to be somebody that's going to get back on the pod and even sooner to come. Like, we have some episodes with friends. Like, mm -hmm. I really want to get our friend Alex on here. Like Not really want to. She's going to be. Yeah, she's going to be on here just because I think she offers a really interesting perspective as well, just, like, from her own life and her own experiences. But she's a young, beautiful woman who's been doing a lot of, like, mm -hmm. modeling and things of that nature that she's really passionate about as well. And that's the whole thing that drives the off space is kind of giving people a, like, I guess an, a space really like no pun intended to express themselves and express their passions while just joining in in regular conversation because a lot of these talks are talks that you have with your friends and with the homies but we'll be around people when you realize in 2020 like and I don't want to blame everything on the internet and be like one of those people like boom 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 but I mean like there are definite like psychological signs that we've seen due to social media and how things have trended to where like a lot of deep conversations aren't had anymore like being real mm -hmm. like some people you'll call somebody your best friend my ride or die this this that and you don't even know how they feel truly in a deep manner about this or about that or about this or about that because people don't just sit back kick it and have like real conversation anymore and no, that's I something i like to though. always offer people as well i think it's nice and hey do you want me to cut that off um you want me to cut that off no that's all right. okay these niggas have to know like it's either we're gonna keep the heat on because it's cold as hell or we gonna blow up and we're gonna start recording from a warm location baby so it's one of the two y'all gonna have to hear that shit for a second i'm sorry but anyway go ahead <laughs> but yeah it's like i've noticed that at least when it comes to me being in social circles and things like that being able to kind of pinpoint what it is that these conversations aren't necessarily had anymore it's people are afraid man as you get older it's mm -hmm. so much easier for people to disconnect from you than when you were a kid like you could have 
the most passionate, annoyed conversations with friends, shit that you didn't even want to get into, knowing that you guys have to see each other. I'm going to be at school. You're going to be at school. We're both playing for the same team. We're going to have to go to soccer practice together. Like this, that, and the third. You're always going to see each other. But people are kind of so afraid now of being outcasted from their cliques, their groups, their communities, whatever, in society, that they're afraid to have these conversations knowing that how hard it is to get into those. They don't want to lose that even if it means giving up a piece of themselves. And that's terrifying because what are the conversations in that space then? Those are never people truly connecting, which I feel like is the most beautiful and important thing about humanity is the fact that as a world existing with this many billion of pe- billions of people, we have the ability to connect with each other on a personal level. And when we deny ourselves of that, we're denying ourselves of what, it, what I feel like it means to exist. And that's kind of scary. Exactly. And I mean, that's well said, my G. So always going to keep it real, going to keep it tethered. But we're going to move straight into the little shit that we have today. Mm-hmm. And first, I want to just ask you, like, how you feeling? Like, you feel good? You look good? You feel good? You act good? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's going on with you as of late? Bro, I'm not going to lie. It's been same old, same old uh, as of this last semester. But I've been feeling great, man. I've definitely um, been trying to keep up exercising and doing shit, which is hard because I had a hoop session with the homies the other day. Shouts out, y'all already know. Mm-hmm. Um, that kicked my ass because I was playing with a lot of people that obviously like they're in better shape than me. But it's past the better shape. When you play with people that are stronger than you, man, that really just makes the workout ten times harder. You know what I mean? Because you don't understand what I mean to be honest. Because he's a big body ass dude, man, built like Thor, built different, <laughs> Mbaku over here. I get it. But my ass is fucking trying my best. <laughs> So, but past that, it was nice. Um, got to show up for certain friends and occasions and things recently. That actually led me to have the weirdest conversation with an old head about music that I refuse to get into right now but just because of how deep it was. But I just pray for everybody out there that if you are aging and there's things that you hold near and dear to your heart, understand that the world goes on. And while none of us should ever peak in life, especially if it's early, just appreciate where you're at and the progression of the world because the world we live in and the society that we live in isn't always going to be catered to us it's catered to us right now because we're the youth and we're the ones dictating a lot of things outside of obviously politics that are dominated from a realm of like older men of a specific demographic but past that pop culture and just like society as a whole is dictated by the youth so as we get on and that starts to shift towards a younger generation you have to be okay with that you have to be cognizant of it too and just Allow yourself the peace in knowing that the world's moving past you and it's not for you. We're here for a fleeting moment, my man. Let's enjoy this moment. We're going to try our best for fucking sure. But I mean, (laughs) I guess this week, I don't know, like, obviously, I already mentioned a lot of my mind. I've been in a weird place lately, but one shout out I do want to give to... I want to give two shout outs, actually. I want to give one shout out to my roommate, my brother and family, DJ... That's somebody that I'm always going to love. I'm always going to fight for his stupid ass. <laughs> but <laughs> but <laughs> so you got to finish it off with something. Oh, you got to finish it off with a roast. You can't always be love you. But I mean, like, that's my dog for real. And he knows it's till the wheels fall off with us. But um, that motherfucker, like, is just hilarious looking into... I guess some of the dealings that we have just as people, mm-hmm. people around us, whatever, but just knowing like I've never met somebody outside of my family that is as much like my yin to like my yang like as him. And really, and I know he feels the same way, even though he's not always going to be as nice like I am. I'm the emotion expressing person, but like, right? Me of all people being. I'm not going to lie. Seeing that dynamic is fucking hilarious. <laughs> but it's just like I've never met somebody who really like feeds off of like everything i'm shitty at he's good at and everything he's shitty at i'm good at like when it comes to just like being people mm-hmm. like not sports and stuff obviously i'm better at all that shit than that nigga of course like be real come on now but i mean like once we get past that arena and when it comes to be real like not we, have, we have mirrors, we, not have mirrors. we know, know who looks better who's DJ, the best looking person you might be listening to this you already know <laughs> i know these conversations <laughs> but no shout out to that man love him forever and then Shouts out to my, like, my, this is going to be my whole week roundup is really just shouts out to my homegirls. Like, I was happy to see my dogs, and it's always love to my dogs, but, like, that group of shorties, like, really holds me down in a real way, and they know I have them in a real way as well, so love them, and shouts out to them. But um, Oh, one, one more thing, I guess, before we actually move on. As a 
in a realm of appreciation and it is by that time yo happy birthday whenever y'all hear this too my guys the trongs happy birthday to my man matt who's on and you already well, know first and first foremost i had to save her for yes, last the best for last happy birthday to my little shooter my little my sister little sister ride or die yes sir we talk about it till the wheels fall off that girl's got me in a real way and it's crazy because i'm older her older brother that shit is hilarious low-key bro she bought me phone. a phone charger and sent it in the other day because i was complaining about how my shit was being finicky yeah, bro, when I'm i picked up the package i saw it. she called me she's like did you get your package i'm like what the mean fuck ass mean ass like she's the meanest person ever but also, nicest sweetheart also bro like the opposite like it's funny because mean of how mean she is like because she nobody on this planet has a more of a golden heart than her other than arguably our mom which is funny because of the fact that mom mean as hell mean but as she is i can't talk about my mom either. a certain way on this podcast, i love her but... though no nah, <laughs> mom is not one to play play with like that's somebody you want to see a pit bull like you want to see somebody nah i don't even want to risk her seeing this boy that slap <laughs> gonna be vicious but anyway love her but getting straight into music and heat checks and everything my heat check's not going to be the predictable heat check because i'm already going to get flowers and time mm-hmm. to talk about it so i wanted to go ahead and give a shout out to blast blxt blxst is how you spell it on all dsps but blast his good song music. pressure good music like that song has been like helping getting me through this week i'm not gonna lie that no love lost project is very very special he's definitely next up on the west coast and really one of the next up in rap period, just like coming up in this new generation. Like you've heard his music, bro. That shit is undeniable. I love hearing undeniably good music. But on top of that, because he has all the vibes, but really that song Pressure, especially like that one's close to my heart because like one of my dogs, just somebody that I've just seen like come from a kid in high school who I was like early in college and we followed each other on Twitter and just would talk about music. And now this dude is one of the like one of my i personally think one of the best a and r's in all of hip-hop has so many songs placed and so many songs like working on only going to be even bigger in 2021 so definitely want to give a shout i out. didn't even know that i want to give a shit that's what i'm saying like bro i remember this nigga just would be tweeting in class talking shit like one day i'm gonna meet freddie gibbs one day i'm gonna do this one day i'm gonna do that now he's has posts all the time with freddie gibbs he's helped work on songs with freddie gibbs like he's worked on songs with many players in the game like gotten stuff with amine like a lot of his manifestation producers, like, man. it's good manifestation i can give this nigga praises forever but give a big shout out to my dog shot because he's the one that placed the song on mm-hmm. the blast project and that's somebody that i always am going to show love to and and even though that nigga shorter and younger than me is somebody that I'm always gonna look up to in this space, so I definitely want to show love there. But um, so the heat check for the week for me is gonna be Pressure by Blast, and that's a nice heat check because the song was actually fire. I heard it for the first time earlier before the podcast, so y'all are in tune for some good music. No mm-hmm. pun intended, but um, my heat check this week comes from Melly and Melly and Black. It's not like featuring one or the other. It's just both of their songs. And the song is called You Ain't Worth It, which is just an incredible vibe. I feel like anytime certain artists hop on a song, especially together, I already know I'm going to like it, which is kind of fucked because it's like, it's easy. They got me. They got a nigga like me. I'm following for sure. I'm sad because like, (laughs) I'm sad because of the fact that I really saw both of them being on the song and knew. That I was gonna enjoy it, and then I press play and enjoy it. And you as enjoyed well. it, like they don't disappoint, and they can't disappoint. So I hope everybody. If I can't, I don't even want to describe the kind of music because, like, <laughs> the certain artists, you should already know what kind of music. And from like, when well, my heat checks usually straight towards, you know the kind of music. So <laughs> go ahead and enjoy it, and just tap in for yourselves. And y'all thought. <laughs> Yeah, I thought little baby dropped some singles just because I didn't make the heat check. That's not what I was going to talk about. I knew we were going to get that off that. This is what we talking about, boy. I listened to four songs this whole week. I listened to the yeah. Melly song. I listened to Pressure by Blast and then the rest of his project. So there's countless mm-hmm. songs on the No Love Lost project. But I promise you. <laughs> This is still the little baby podcast, baby. Everybody not, and on me. Both of those singles came out this week. This nigga, baby, he posted an Instagram post and he said, "Baby versus baby, who's gonna win this week?" And it was on me versus everybody. Everybody it's became like er- himself, bro. Everybody became the number one song on Apple Music, and then guess, and then guess what replaced it as the number one song on Apple Music just today? Oh my god, on me. Oh my little baby you know what oh i'm saying God. like when you run the rap game you run the rap game and i'm gonna tell y'all everybody is the best song that has come out in the last few months like very easily like no other songs in contest i'm sorry a lot of niggas put out good music boy but that nigga baby bro. i'm not gonna lie like that's a strong take 
and it's not one that is doesn't have some actual kind of like basis to it because I listened to everybody for the first time the other day and instantly was sold. I already knew because Baby found his sound. Right, and everybody. Helicopter in the middle of the hood. I'm flying. Everybody. I'm going to say, what? it did sound like another one of his songs that I can't pinpoint right now. And I don't care. No why. <laughs> he found his sound. And it's still within the same fucking year. Y'all can get over this shit. How much did this nigga change in one year during the pandemic? I don't care. How much time is this nigga spending on an intro? He's oh delivering such good music. Can we just enjoy the moment Fire, that this man bro. is giving us in music? This nigga said I could have fucked your bitch, but I'd be sparing niggas, bro. What? What? How'd he hop in my mind? This nigga be hopping in my brain on tracks, bro. I don't understand it, bro. This nigga be snapping. It takes a certain kind of individual to say that he hopped into his mind when he made a line like that. I'm not even that. I'm not even that guy. I can't even say that for myself. Bro, I look so good sometimes when I leave the house on weekends. I feel like I just be sparing niggas when I walk by couples. I'm like, you can you can keep her right now, bro. Don't worry about it. Like, really, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'll be back next week. I'll find some free time on Wednesday or something. You know what I mean? Like, let me stop. This is the kind of get yourself caught up. This is the kind of shit I say, which is why people think I'm genuinely trash. But I I don't have to defend myself. I don't think you do. Yeah, I was about to say, people that know me in real life know me. So I'm just going to always... If you know Chuka, this is what I was like. This is like what I was saying the other day. If you know him and his character, while you can say that he's such like a kind person, especially to women... While you know that's the truth, you refuse to give him that compliment because you know how he is. So it's just like, you know, he's a good person, but we're just going to let him think that he's not. <laughs> Niggas know I'm a good person. He was talking to me about it the other day. He was like, bro, like, we, I know how solid you are and how good you are. And he sees how I am around women in real life. Don't get me wrong. Nothing but love. Nothing but trying to make you feel comfortable because I understand that you live in a world that has forced you into a position where you are likely to be uncomfortable in most situations. Mm-hmm. So I always want to be one of those people in the room that that makes like fuck the niggas like they'll figure it out but i always want to make sure the women in the room are smiling like enjoying themselves you know feel good right that's just the kind of person i am what he said because of the fact that i'd be on demon time so much <laughs> he don't even want me to be able to believe i'm a good person <laughs> i'm just like that's a whole messy other situation in itself no nah, I'm, I'm a softy though like all my homegirls know that that's why they be laughing at, laughing at half of this shit they know i'm you soft. said all your homegirls Anybody that follows you on socials know that. I'm the hard ass, apparently. My they ass. think I'm... You think people think I'm soft? For sure. I'm soft, bro. For sure. I'm definitely You soft. think people it's think okay. I'm soft or, like, I'm a hard ass dude? Nigga, you is soft, bro. Nah, what do you think people think? Nah, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro. They think you're a hard ass dude, bro. For sure. For sure. All right, then it's working. <laughs> well, Sometimes moving. I'll be up late nights just crying to myself. Jesus Christ. We're moving right along to shit that happened this week just so we can get right into the nitty gritty. The first thing I wanted to present was something that had to do with music. Well, it was a couple things that had to do with music. One is... Well, first off, are we not talking about any of the singles? Because I feel like it is kind of important to note a few things out here. Like what? A... I know it is a little bit past it, but I have to give this man some respect because I didn't that actual time because I didn't listen to it. Russ fucking snapped, bro. And he did tap oh, into a bag on that last little project he dropped. Oh, little I 20 told you. Minutes, yeah, that's what I like, told People you. who hate on Russ, I need to say something right now because if you still actively hate on this man in 2020 about him like not caring about music or certain things or like his character or whatever, fuck all of that. Go listen to his last project. And if you still hate him, that's on your own like because mm-hmm. you shouldn't be. So that was very important for me to say. But past that, I mean, I, I'm not going to talk about the Dame Dollar stuff right now. I'm no, like, no shout out to Dame, for sure. That's, we'll leave it at that. Shout out to Dame. But the reason I wasn't going to talk about yeah. much other shit is I really didn't care about much other shit music-wise this week, to be quite honest with everybody. But, except for one nigga, which, there, like, a lot of these things I don't have for us to have, like, in-depth conversations. Like, to mm-hmm. be fair, it's just for me to mention shit. But if you have thoughts, go ahead. Obviously, you're open to Sam. But... One is one of the scariest people in music right now. And I don't mean scary as in like this nigga is so talented that like all of these niggas should be aware. Oh, he the next Drake. He the next this. No, this nigga actually just mortifying is oh, that yeah. Mario Judah nigga like yeah. actually horrifies me. Like he seems like he's summoning like devils every time he speaks. And I'm just so scared at like the fact that there are people that are just like, yeah, you know, hype, like follow this guy. And I'm like, this guy is, you know, you know, it's fucked. So, going on that, you know how he dropped that video basically holding Cardi hostage to drop his album? Yeah. Literally, after I heard that, I thought he was talking, he said, if you don't drop, then I'm going to off myself. And it's fucked because I thought I heard him say that, and I believed that's what he said. That So, without me re-watching the video and hearing it correctly, I would have just believed it because that kind of man is the person that would say that I feel like. And be dead ass serious. It's kind of it's kind of scary, genuinely but, mortifying. But then moving right along, <laughs> it is what it is. We have um, 
we have another bit of music news, which it, it's not as a surprise to people that like really like follow like a lot of business stuff and things in that world where you keep up with like networks or like company evaluations and things like that. But we realized we recently learned earlier in the year that Kanye West was a billionaire, right? Just because they announced that the evaluation for he did he, say it too. Yeah, he said it, but a lot of these niggas be saying shit, bro. And so like True. he said that the evaluation for Yeezy came out. He's a billionaire. Cool, cool, cool. I didn't know the actual number because as we know once again nobody's pocket watching because nobody actually knows all of the assets these niggas have but as much as we know right now like <clears throat> diddy and hove are the only two i believe like hip-hop million um billionaires other than rihanna and beyonce because i consider the whole you know scope and we're never going to leave out women in there i believe but, drake to be but i believe drake to be as well but once again it's, we don't it's still know. probably closer we, to like maybe over maybe under right and then there's like the Dre's. We learned the reality of the deal when people put him at a billion and then they saw his actual cut and he was actually at like 700 million. Cool. Like you see all of these numbers and you add them all up and that's fine. I did not know Kanye jumped from like a few hundred million to the evaluation of Yeezy coming out. And now he's valued at 3.2 billion dollars. Big B, like capital B, billion dollars. Man. God damn. We all, to be honest, well, it's kind of surprising for someone in that realm to finally get there it's not though because we see the effect of everything kanye does on pop culture and just how intertwined he is especially with the youth you know and it's like it's hard to get one it, it <laughs> this nigga got three <laughs> but once you make one you make multiple and it's, it's a snowball apparently with everything i got a good 2020 i <laughs> got a great year no so, wonder he's not worried about niggas right now i'm just wondering if they're ever going to start having like the widespread easy releases that he's talking about and i think the gap deal finally will bring it there with like a more like affordable easy line whether it be like the clothes or some shoes because you're not gonna have whatever. a 200 shirt in gap like you know come what I'm on, be real. Because they have to be honest. It'll still sell out because it's Kanye, but it's like it's Gap. Mm -hmm. They're not gonna keep stocking that. Exactly. Like because that's unreasonable. You know, niggas are going in there for like the Fourth of July ten dollars sale on like shirts. You know, <laughs> like, like you're gonna have exactly. to have something reasonable if it's in the fucking Gap. So we're gonna see exactly where he goes with that. But definitely big shouts out and like proud of Ye for even becoming somebody that went from working at Gap to now having a deal with Gap and being worth over three million dollars. Mm -hmm. Like something crazy that people thought was unimaginable. Because you think think about the hip hop behemoths and like the like big people in that industry and a lot of the times you forget Kanye is the biggest he's not just big he's like money wise he's the biggest like we have to just put some respect on his name because I didn't put him as like the biggest once again I said it three times because Look. of the fact that it still is blowing my mind and that's something that shocked me this week that I thought I'd mentioned for the viewers bro you know how much we sing Drake's praises on this podcast. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to say something bad about him on here and think like I got to defend myself. Because at first, I'm not going to like shit talk people for no of reason. Course, I'm course. never going to say something I feel like I need to defend him. Because, because they, the people know how much we really do respect that man. I want to say something about a bar, though. But what we only talk in depth about niggas we like. Anyway. Yeah. So I'm never going to give you a breakdown of somebody I hate. They can go fuck themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, just being real. This man made a bar in, was it, uh, was it When to Say When? Or no, it was maybe... Uh, I can't remember what, but it was something about the uh, the gap. He made like the gap between us or something line, and I think that was a reference to Kanye. And it started to seem like he had that gap fucked up. <laughs> it started to seem like Drake had that gap completely fucked up because he's on the lower end of it. Oof, that's all I'm saying. Because that's a big gap, three point two B B B Bs. You know what I'm saying? Like big billion. baller brands, but <laughs> like what the fuck? But mm. I mean, once again, just moving straight on to pop culture stuff. Um, one thing, and I know this is a sports entity, but it's somebody that I wanted us to go ahead mm -hmm. and give their flowers and have a whole section dedicated to. So this is even before we get into sports, because we still have some other pop culture things to talk about. But um, definitely wanted to give our praises to and give flowers to LeVar Ball, because he is a black man in society from South Central LA, you know, like one of the places that they counted out in the mm -hmm. United States, especially back in the days, whatever. And he grew up no, raised three sons, right? Who he told the world in high school, all three of his sons were going to play in the NBA. And I just remember how many people were trying to laugh him out the gym, laugh him out the bank, like whatever, saying this man is crazy and just talking boom, 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 because y'all love to shit on a black man, even though he's everything that y'all have been trying to tell black men to be. Somebody who has been present in the children's lives, somebody who has sacrificed every dream he's ever had so that he can make sure that the 
the dreams of his kids come true. Somebody who was always there for them, somebody who led them, somebody who was a pioneer in leading his family as well, somebody who made sure to perpetuate the whole mantra of family first, right? And he still was villainized in society because people don't like how he talks sometimes. Yeah, I was about to say, like, I feel like they, they do this. I feel like it's not just like people disliking him because he's a black man because no no it's not I, the, it's I, the talk i feel like if people don't <clears throat> like to see someone like him be as outspoken as he is and how confident and that's what people always try and bring your they always try and take jabs at your ego which sometimes are needed but in when it comes to people's faith in their own families you can't ever jab at that because that's commendable and it's respect and it's a ties deeper than just someone thinking that they're the shit it's someone believing in their sons believing in the the next generation unwaveringly believing in your family mm -hmm. and then it was announced this week after lamello got drafted one one the only person in the history of the nba to have two brothers two sons like whatever family members the top five in the NBA draft, but we have to correct that statistics mm -hmm. because they're the only people in history to do that. But they were the only people in history. Like we're undermining them by saying top five. Top it was top three. three. That's two top three picks within three years of one another because Lonzo was drafted in 2017. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is, Leangelo just signed a one year deal with the Pistons. So now somebody that y'all laughed at the bank talking about his three sons going to be in the NBA. Guess what? His three sons are in the NBA. And I bet he's good for... He already had his own money, he's but he's good, good for life. He's been good. Now he's extra set for life. And all he can be is happy about his mm -hmm. children. So once again, we just want to give a shout out to and a love to LeVar Ball for show. And then moving right along to just some of the other things that we had in the social scope of everything going on. We wanted to talk about... A, I have some choice words, but I'm going to leave most of them to whatever. Like... Mm -hmm. We see that now with the vaccine, we're seeing a lot of extreme things come out saying that there's going to you're not going to be able to leave the country. Like, these are whispers like none of it's like in fact yet, but saying like you're not going to be able to enter certain venues without proof that you've taken the vaccine. You're not going to be able to leave the country without taking the mm -hmm. vaccine. You're not going to be able to um, do a lot of things without taking the vaccine. Some jobs are talking about like requiring a vaccine like before you do this before you do that right and so that behooves me and that, like that brings the question because it is looking a little eerie i think in my personal opinion because of the way they're trying to demonstrate it right it looks a little performative because now they've already said they're going to have the likes of obama bill clinton mm. george w bush come on stage and take the vaccine in front of people. no offense that's so easy to fake i feel like any type of a stunt like that first off that doesn't even inspire confidence in me to saying go, that makes to go me ahead more and wary. take it exactly. exactly i feel like it's just a stunt at that point it's not something that you really believe in showing people tests and showing people things like of how beneficial it is and how like what certain consequences are from doing studies down the line. I know we're in a pandemic, so it's kind of hard to like do studies of how the vaccine might affect someone long term in two, three, five years, you know, especially when people are dying now. Exactly. And that's very real, though. People are dying now and like people are pressed to make this vaccine come to fruition so that people like can save their lives. So I'm not ever trying to undermine that. It's just kind of weird, like the space that we're going to, especially with people kind of being hysterical and like trying to figure out how to navigate moving forward when it comes to their personal freedoms, when it comes to like just community, when it comes to society as a whole and learning how to navigate with each other on things that are deep issues, like when it comes to morality, when it comes to like, again, like your own base freedom, like et cetera. Like, and these are not hard. These are not easy decisions to make by any means, no matter if we think they are or not. So. exactly and so once again just be mindful be careful as always and just make sure to pay attention that's it like, and that's love each other for say. other people's decisions that they make too exactly even okay. if you wouldn't make those same decisions understand where they're coming from so that we can start having a little bit of like humanity and empathy when it comes to that and especially with how early these things are coming out like to be completely honest going into like just the last thing like what you said it's like you got to respect everybody's decisions because I don't believe, I think anti-vaxxers are some of the biggest idiots on the planet, truly. And I get that. But it's like, this is the first round of a vaccine that we've ever seen, right? Like, we don't know long-term effects. We don't know all of those things. Just as easily as I can argue for in this case, like people taking the vaccine, I can argue for people not taking it. And so I'm just going to be understanding on both sides of that, at least for the first round, like in like five, 10 years, like when a lot of us are having kids and blah, 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 please have your kids have the COVID vaccine. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's weird. Like, please like make sure they're covered make sure they're safe but in this 
instance i can understand this is one of the rare instances when it comes to vaccination that i can see both sides of it so once again we're going to wait till more data comes out we're going to wait to see the progression of this and we'll try to keep you guys posted but moving right along to something else that happened in <laughs> something else that happened in fucking um the media scape mm. was warner brothers deal the warner brothers yeah. deal which i'll let you talk a little bit more about that but it was in essence wasn't it just like so yeah essentially warner brothers decided you know, with having to push back uh, the release of Wonder Woman so much, as well as Tenet and other movies that were kind of coming out, or maybe I'm fucking up on Tenet, but past the Tenet, the one actually with Timothy Chalamet and whatnot, and certain movies having their release, Dune, and having those release dates pushed back, mm-hmm. um, they kind of just went ahead and made the executive decision to say, fuck it, we're just going to make a deal with HBO Max and go ahead and put these all out on the streaming platforms on Christmas or the day after Christmas and kind of just have this for people to be able to watch at home and make money through it that way because we can't shelve these and it's might not be able to drop anytime sooner in the foreseeable future. There's no plan. So they wanted to go ahead and move forward with it. And so in some realm, I understand that, but apparently there's a lot of backlash coming from that because in like the film world, they actually um, interviewed, I guess, Chris Nolan, uh, Christopher Nolan. And he made some comments about how it was just very weird and it's messy because he never even heard about it and a lot of people that were top like film uh top, top actors top people. actors and people involved in like the film world that were involved with these movies never really heard about it or got any prior like prepping or like were asked about their thoughts and things like that that put a lot of work into it and to see all that hard work kind of like just having to go out on like streaming platforms when they didn't necessarily want to work on a project to be viewed in that medium because some people are particular about their work being viewed in theater shared experience with like other people reacting to these kind of things and that is getting a lot of backlash but i mean there's a lot of thoughts around this i want to hear some of yours because i know i have some of my own personal thoughts too like i mean to be honest like other than the artistic integrity of it right like when it comes to the artist because at the end of the day, we have to just be real and empathetic towards their side of it. A lot of people like to just scream the privilege card when it comes to these famous people because of the fact that they do make a lot of money. And we have to recognize that they still view art like we view art. There's a lot of these motherfuckers that your weird film friend that you made fun of their whole life, you know what I'm saying, that sits there and they literally can cry at night because of their roles and how deeply they feel about it and how much they love it. Like that friend just got a few zeros in his bank account and he still cares just as much. So we have to keep these people's opinions in mind, of course. And so my personal opinions, like shelving that shit is I wonder, I just want to see what its effect on the film industry is long term because I'm not surprised by a move like this because I see a lot of the film industry trending towards streaming in the future anyway Yeah. because it's going to be hard especially with the accessibility of these streaming platforms to, even in a completely open world to continue to bring the luster of the film and movie experience and going out to see the movies it's going to be hard to keep it to the extent that it's always been Mm -hmm. so there's always going to be special moments like we saw like bro it took me weeks to go see black panther because literally it was always sold out Mm -hmm. like i couldn't find like we saw people coming in in droves like the motherfuckers and their daishikis like whole families like whatever that was a moment and that was a moment and that was cool like whatever but it's like Yes, there will always be moments, but it's like giving people the option, I think, is going to move towards mm-hmm. what the future is already holding, which yeah. instead of every city having 20 movie theaters, every city is going to probably end up having like one or two. And they're going to be places that are for special, like really special occasions, not like the random pull up with your shorty. Yeah. Like if you want to pull up with your shorty, cool. But also like the new blockbuster film just came out on the streaming service that I already pay for. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got a nice TV in their house now because they're all like two, three hundred dollars. They're mm-hmm. all cheap. They're not like two thousand dollars like they, they used to be for like a regular ass big TV. So it's like you can be cuddled up at the crib and just dude. You that's know, exactly what I was going to say. Demon time during these movies. You could do whatever and then like, play it back and. Then and play it back and then you can pause it you know what i'm saying and just get right into it i felt like that was one of the you know on a very important note and actually something i agreed with too is the fact that as i'm noticing more and more now it's like the middle class which really drives a lot of decisions mm-hmm. um at least seemingly even though that's kind of the middle class is dissipating but <laughs> the middle class uh having more access to 
a pretty solid like home studio setup when it comes to just like the regular tv they watch it on combined with like the audio and like a lot of more people are having like that surround sound shit going on and like their setup and so being able to like watch these movies in a decent manner can like comparable to like a movie theater is driving a lot of people to just stay at home anyway and just be like i'm gonna just watch it. like i could go to a theater right now it's a friday even before covid or I could stay home, watch it on my home setup, order in, order in, and be feed up. Like I don't have to try and sneak in that Wendy's for before, like I was going me. to. It's like I don't I have, have it to, here anyway. I don't have to pay eight ninety nine for the dollar pack of candy that you see in front of Kroger that no one picks up because come you on, only no. buy it at the movie theater because that's the only place you're desperate enough to eat that candy. <laughs> like it's like come on now, like place. you're gonna be able to dodge a lot of things. So yes, it's gonna hit one industry, but it might revamp one industry in a way that it behooves us in the future. So I think that people as they should be wary they should be a little bit open to seeing what comes from it for sure Mm -hmm. but moving right along we have a couple sports things to talk about one i had a question for you before we get to like Mm -hmm. one of the big things is lebron just got his extension oh fuck all of that one last thing because of how inclusive we are on this podcast and how much we like to big things up i wanted to give a big shout out cover and love and to just offer out a big welcome to Elliot Page. I'm happy that he now is able to live the life that he always wanted to and can now be free and can now be out there. For those of you that do not know, Elliot Page, formerly known as Ellen Page, was an actress that was in um, Umbrella Academy, Umbrella Academy, Juno, just like a bunch of big films and um, big shows, etc and has always had a name for himself but it's like he has now come out as trans and is now going by elliot that is something that i definitely Mm -hmm. am proud of them for right like the pronouns change and just being able to live their life in a way that they feel more comfortable right and more accepted and so once again a big off space shout out to and a cover in love to elliot page working his ass off in this in this whole like digital realm so i appreciate it And then another, and then one thing I wanted to say as well as ask you a question. We just read about the LeBron extension and saying that he's going to, one, I got to get my shit off jokes wise. LeBron signing this extension became one of three players in NBA history to sign a $30 million plus NBA deal twice. Only this is Goat Island right here. This is Goat Island. You know what I'm saying? The likes of LeBron James. You know what I'm saying? King James. About to be on year 18. Year 18. And then we got Kevin Durant, the easy money sniper you know what i'm saying cooks you can't stand in front of that nigga you know and then last but not least gordon hayward gordon moneymaker hayward what i'm not gonna lie yo gordon hayward is by far i don't care what anybody has to say on his name at this point you can't say shit to this man because he's got to feel so good knowing gotta that feel great. he's gotta feel been great. skating in life, bro. He just, got, he just got his first son, and he's been trying for a scamming lifetime. This man niggas. got about five, six children. What? This man's been having the most solid NBA career when it comes to money after the worst injury. Crazy knowing injury. that, to be fair, Gordon Hayward, you are a phenomenal player, but... That money, look yourself in the eye and be real. Be real. But I'm proud of you. But Charlotte just had money to waste, and they said, fuck sure. it. Let's offer this nigga the max. I think Charlotte was desperate. They were like, bro, we got to get LaMelo somebody. No, I'm not going to. There's some boys out there in Charlotte that really can hoop for real. And I, that team is going to be they promising. They just need a veteran leadership. Because he's yeah. the veteran leadership. And he's been, I mean, realistically He's a solid speaking, piece for them to pick up. He's a solid piece. And he um, has been on a historical franchise, so he understands playing under the pressure. Charlotte's about to have a magnifying glass on that city that they've never had before mm. with bringing somebody that has as much hype and expectation as a LaMelo ball so really I could see the play and Can I we just make a case for Jordan Hayward to get Gordon Hayward to get that money no 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 no. the thing is though I understand it it's just there's no world and once again we had to give this nigga his flowers first but there's no world where you hear LeBron James Kevin Durant and Gordon Hayward and you don't think that's white supremacy no I'm joking <laughs> but you don't think yeah. but you don't think that that sounds wild because that sounds something wild something in my mind hears that and I think to myself it's one of those it, it feels like he changed his last name and his last name used to be like Rothschild or used to be like bro, connected it has to be connected it had bro. to be something Carnegie or some shit because you, know? you never bro hearing this shit bro is one of the funniest things I heard all week just because niggas was making those tweets the fucking name something that isn't racist but sounds racist and Gordon Hayward making 30 plus million dollars is definitely something that falls in that list I'm sorry that shit is hilarious but I'm so happy for it. like once again you're happy for people to get their yeah. bread bro we've talked about many other people that we talk about in a 
high way for their scams in the NBA. I definitely think there's players though that are worse than get Gordon Hayward on that tier making that money right now. Uh, and I'm not saying those names because again, go get your coin. But like, you know, maybe we've been doing Gordon Hayward so bad. Maybe I should say these names, bro. Does does Tobias Harris no, his deal no. more than Gordon no, Hayward does? No, no, no. And Stick I'm gonna say it right now, you know. Gordon Hayward deserves that money more than Tobias Harris does for sure. Tobias Harris is a robber. That nigga mask fucking mask on like mm. definitely had to rob these niggas so i like obviously we're making jokes but it's not just white people like tobias harris should not be getting paid like that like there's a few but guess what i'm happy they are because get your money bro this is a multi-billion dollar industry bro milk them sucker ass niggas for as much as you can get like what the fuck whatever fuck they saw niggas. you make them see it again you know definitely Keep going. fuck them niggas and so then moving right along we have one more basketball thing before we get into like one of the final events um, John Wall got traded to the Houston Rockets, and one I wanted to just talk. I want to give flowers to James Harden because that nigga four PF for life, and that nigga was at the little baby party, and he got a four PF chain. Did you like, see what he was talking about for the? He didn't show up for the last team practice or something. He said, uh, "I'm gonna be at the next one or some shit." Oh like yeah, that. for sure. He'll be like, he's like, I'll be there. Like I'm gonna fight with y'all. They can't say shit to him, bro. He's their their franchise player. Like truly, like if he's re- gone, they're realistically gone. speaking, there's no Houston Rockets at this moment without. James Harden. And so he knows that. And he knows them niggas have not been doing him right. So guess what? I'm going to enjoy my time, nigga. Like, y'all going to see me when you see me. I cannot blame him. But with John Wall getting traded over there and how hungry he has been and Russell Westbrook getting traded to the Wizards, I want to know your opinions on the Wizards situation and I want to know your opinions on the Rocket situation. Um, The Rocket situation with getting John Wall. I think it makes them better. Holding, holding down Harden. I think John Wall's in a unique position where what he's going to bring to a team with the mindset that he he's in dog mode right now. Mm-hmm. And he's not going to be trying to just be the star player. He's not going to try and uh, do whatever. He's going to do what he can to play winning basketball and be as effective as possible. And for an all-star caliber player like him, that's going to be the best person to put secondary to James Harden right now, I feel, at least in the realm of like guards. And at the so, one... James don't have to dribble as much. He doesn't. He always he could create whenever he wants. He's gonna want to though, and I think the nice part is when he wants to, it's not ever gonna feel bad for Wall because he's gonna recognize this is James Harden's team and what he wants to do. I'm gonna trust and I'm gonna believe in him because at the end of the day, he's not. It's not just his team, but he deserves for it to be his team. He's a bucket. And so it's nice to have him there, but I think it's also great for the Wizards, bro. I think it's. I think both teams won. Like as much jokes as people are making, I think it's great for the Wizards because, like Bradley Beal is a player that went on like a fifty point spree this year, like really just showing niggas I can score. Like y'all mm-hmm. can go fuck yourselves. Like he lost twice with over fifty. You know what I'm saying? Definitely disgusting play. But anyways, mm-hmm. wasn't it both games in a row too? Two in a row, and, and they lost. Bro, seeing Russell Westbrook on that team though, that makes me happy because like the Wizards aren't hard. Pre- for somebody that can shoot you know what I'm saying and Russell Westbrook is the best once again because niggas like to disrespect him Russell Westbrook is the best down low playing slash down low mid-range to download mid-range to like down low one in the NBA he creates better than no everybody else because he just out muscles you gets down there and it's over it's a bucket and so having a way to make pressure so much pressure in the lane from their bigs and a russell westbrook to leaving space open for people like bradley beal to just get their shit off like i think it's going to work out better for both teams in the long run anyways right and so the only person i could think of besides would be Kyrie, but like that one's gonna be interesting to see but the Westbrook, man, he he has to prove something this season. And I think the fact that he knows that, especially he showed up two hours early for this team practice, trying to set like a good tone and get in the right mental space. He knows what he has to do and what where areas he has to change. And I think he's well aware of all this shit and he's going to fix it on the Wizards. He's a dog, and he's going to take them, not he's going to take them, but he's going to be a part of taking them to the playoffs this year. Him and Beal. Mm-hmm, for sure. And I agree with you 100%. So all love and well wishes to those two men. And then the final thing I wanted to talk about today was the fact that I was on Instagram scrolling and like 2020 has thrown us so many things that make me think like, damn, this is really happening. Like, what's going on? You feel me? Like, what's going on? And one of the things like if before this year started, mm-hmm. someone was to tell me that um, Floyd Mayweather, oh 50 and God. 0 Floyd Mayweather was going to end up fighting Jake Paul, Logan, oh, no, Logan. Logan Paul. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I would have just laughed and been like, y'all niggas is tripping. But there's a lot of things that I would have y'all niggas is tripping that happened this year. And so because of that Mm -hmm. fact, I want to know your opinions on Logan now. Because Logan, from my understanding, you can correct me, of course. It's like 
Jake is the more serious one when it comes to fighting. Like I think Logan like has he has wanted to dabble in that arena as well, but he doesn't seem as like focused on like being a fighter and like getting the fighter respect as Jake has, right? And so he's going to he's a bigger frame though, and he's trying to fight fifty and zero undefeated greatest of all time boxer Floyd Mayweather. Go. He had he's one of two biggest parts in making this whole YouTube boxing shit possible. Him and KSI's fights really made this shit blow up to what it is now. For sure. And I'm never going to take that away from them. Even though he lost. He lost in title one. And knowing that, and like, those, that's for your professional fights, you know what I mean? You're not in a good place. You're still a new fighter. And it doesn't seem like you really took it that seriously after those fights. It seemed like Jake was the only one that after like being on the undercard for that and having his other fight with Gibber or whatever, actually kept training consistently throughout the year and was just like boxing was his thing now, you know? That's the only one of those two. So like seeing him able to fight Mayweather, it's crazy to me knowing that A, a lot of, I'm not going to talk on what boxing fans should and shouldn't feel because I'm new to this realm and y'all are more passionate about that shit than me. But it's crazy because, A, I'm never going to take away from, and people can crucify me for this, I'm never going to take it away from uh, Logan Paul that he was able to put himself in this position. Because he's about to get fucking paid. Oh my, they're going to get money. I'm not going to ever be mad at somebody trying to feed their family and make money and whatever, set themselves up for generations to come. However, he is out of his fucking depth. Like, he's fighting Floyd Mayweather, never lost, never been knocked out, never none of that shit. I don't care what weight class you're in, like, more than him, 40 pounds more, 4 inches better. I don't give a fuck about none of that. You're fighting Floyd Money Mayweather. As somebody who's not a fighter. Bro, like, and people keep bringing up this shit, talking about, but he's so much bigger than he's just going to overwhelm him. No, no, he's not. Like, Canelo had, he held a light heavyweight um, title. And Mayweather put the pause on that nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not saying that's Canelo's normal weight class. He had to definitely work up for that shit. But, like, you saw what happened to that. And, like, he won. And Canelo's a dog. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, dog. Now that we've gotten the serious side out of it, because I let Ezra go speak. Yeah. Go ahead and get your jokes off. It's man. time to get my jokes off. Bro, I'm hopping right back on that ship and heading straight back to Africa if Floyd loses to Logan. <laughs> because I'm never going to be able to look my white friends in the eyes and know that Logan won't beat Floyd Mayweather. I'm sorry, bro. I'm not going to lie. If, if Mayweather loses for like the one I know the chance, world's ending. I know the world's ending chance. and we're in some dystopian shit. Like anything can happen, I guess. But if he loses... On God, bro, I'm going to start doing some press runs and I'm going to start talking. I'm going to be like, bro, the people's champion must be everything that people can't be, bro. I'm telling them I got him next. No, this is for us. Bro, I'm telling you, if if Logan Paul beats Floyd Mayweather in this fight, that's my dog and I love him, but fuck this nigga. I'm fighting Logan next. Like, <laughs> I'm like, gearing up go out. and I'm starting to do my push-ups, my squats. I'm getting in the gym, doing my jabs, my little sparring. And I promise you, bro, I'm going to get this back for us, bro. I can't let my people go out like this. After what Nate did to us last week, bro. I can't let my people go out like this. I really can't. That shit is crazy. <laughs> Mayweather loses, bro. The world's going to... If, if he loses, I really am going to start to feel like we're in that simulation. Niggas keep talking about it. I'm going to feel like this really might be the end of times. And I'm just bearing witness to everything going wrong in the world jesus christ but other mm. than that i ain't really have shit else to say do you have shit else to say Man. oh we have one thing else to say which is the last thing for show but it's about the and i don't really even want to dive in it as much as i was because i was going to make these jokes but honestly this is the mental health of a young kid you know what i'm saying so i want to give prayers out to and blessings out to scotty pippen jr oh, yeah. for all the shit happening with his mom and like all the news and media attention just because like scotty pippen jr is a highly toted player at vanderbilt somebody that does have hopes of being in the NBA and actually has a chance to go to the NBA He's which a quality as player, you man. see like even out of the big pool of college basketball players only a small percent of them even have that chance and the fact that he's on some of his like deciding years and he's having to deal with all of this media shit which we're going to see more and more prevalent because once again this is the age we're in you're going to start to see a lot of people that are younger start to get roasted about things that have to do with their family and blah 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 it's like <clears throat> I definitely and seeing how he was taking it because like this nigga was trying to do the positive like oh you know like I'm not worried about anything else boom 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 like, I'm only here to but it's like yeah, it's I like dog are, it's bro. like dog come on you're a human being at the end of the day so I definitely want to just show him love and really hope for the best for Scotty because like knowing that somebody you're about to line up with if you go to the NBA next year that is only a few years older than you was piping your mom would kill me so I mean like that would make me want to fight and he's going to be one, one of many people in the league you know of just being real Keep the way his real. mom's been moving it's been a lot of people in the league and so it's like if I had a kid, I couldn't do that to him. That's all I'm going to say. If but I had a kid, I, couldn't I, had a kid like, the least I could do is if my daughter was a fucking um, 
let's say my daughter was a women's national team player like played like with all of these people soccer boom 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 i'm not going around piping all the soccer moms you know what i'm saying it's like boom i gotta choose a different sport because just out of the literally out of respect for my child you know because this is something that's their that, realm that's their that's whole their whole realm that's their world away from their family you know what i'm saying away from this and now when you think about basketball association your dad is a first ballot hall of famer and, and when, she's and when you low-key taking that away that's what i'm saying like when you hear the word Pippin now, a lot of the times you think of Larsa and the little shade room bullshit that's going on with her all the time because of all the media it's, attention. God, he had a case for top 10 player all time, man. Mm-hmm. And so it's just sad to see, man. And so that's all I really had. Yeah. I mean, past that, obviously, though, happy that y'all tuned in. Go ahead and check us out on all streaming platforms. If you're listening this far and you don't know we have a YouTube, look up, look into the camera. And just know that we're here. But and neck yourself, niggas. Alright. <laughs> Alright, but my name is Chuka. My name is Azigo. And this is the off space. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey.